everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Simply Whelmed podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined here by my buddy, Christian. How are we doing today, guys? We're just two best friends who are passionate about everything pop culture. Uh, if you're looking for lukewarm takes on things like video games, movies, or TV shows, we're the ones to listen to. Basically, uh, the way this... if you're a big nerd, you're in the right place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you don't have to be that big. You could be a scrawny nerd, too. Yeah, you know, chef don't judge. And, you know, we're nerds about different things. Like, I've got a little bit more about comics he is a little bit more slanted towards uh specifically marvel films because he's just of that generation uh he grew up on <laughs> on uh, tony stark yeah that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh i was raised in a marvel household my dad is a big uh boomer who's a part of uh the generation of marvel comics and he always jokes that dc stands for dumb comics uh, but we're not here to uh, we're not here to to pick sides. Uh, we'll do it movie by movie basis. Where there's no bias here. So we're thinking today for our first episode, uh, we were pretty pumped about the Batman. So we're going to start off with a little bit of news up front, and then get into some in depth conversation about the Batman and our thoughts. We actually saw it twice this weekend. Uh, once because we were excited, and again because we wanted to make sure that we had it <laughs> had a pretty good grasp on it. So yeah, we saw it in a couple hours before we started recording this. Time. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, we've got it. We've got it fresh. Uh, so we'll jump in with some news. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Lay it on me. What you got? Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Did you get anything together? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Negative. <good thing. laughs> All right. So that's fine. I figured as much. That's why I said host and buddy. <laughs> I'm not even the co-host. I'm not even Rang. <laughs> You're not even, a, yeah, not even no. like a special guest. It's just yeah, and this guy. <laughs> if we had credits, it would just say, you know, host number two. <laughs> Uh, no, so I was doing a little digging this week just to get ready, and I saw that uh, I Am Legend se- There's an I Am Legend sequel uh, in the works at Warner Brothers with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan attached to Star. Uh, and Michael B. Jordan is actually attached as a producer as well. And that's coming from The Hollywood Reporter. Um, obviously, I remember back in like 2012, they talked about, and the movie came out all the way back in like 2007. So we're looking at like an almost 15 year old movie, or actually, yeah, it is 15 years. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be written by the original film's co-writer, Kiva Goldsman. Um, so, I, you know, I, they've, like I said, they've talked about it off and on, like 2012. Um, did you watch uh, A Quiet or not A Quiet Place, I Am Legend? Uh, I did, but I know you said Will Smith was starring in it, um, but I thought he died at the end. Yeah, well, so that's what people are talking about. It's like, maybe he'll be there in like flashbacks or um, there was actually uh, an alternate an alternate ending that they uh, like test screened for an audience and it didn't go well. So they went with that original ending. Where he blows the grenade up in the basement and all that. Yeah, um, I said I remember I watched uh, like clips on YouTube of the alternate ending. I didn't know yeah, if like it was canon scene. or anything. Yeah, but so I, I, I don't think that. officially, but I mean, we're living in a time where like, you know, Terminator what was it? Dark Fate is the sixth Terminator film, but they basically said, eh, remember everything in Terminator 1 and Terminator 2? That's all we're going to worry about. Um, and you, know, you figure, like, you've got the Halloween uh, sequel that just came out, and then Halloween Kills, which take place as the second and third film out of, like, a 13-film, you, know, uh, you know, run there. So, I mean, they could just say, you know what? We like that ending better, and we're going to run with that. But obviously it's all speculation and it's still really early, but I like right. the fact that they've got Michael B. Jordan attached. That gives it a little bit more like likelihood of being seen through. And I was going to say as well, like, I don't feel like just because like there's a sequel or something and like, let's say it did flop 
And if they just make, instead of, like, trashing it entirely, if they're like, alright, well, let's just scratch that and say, okay, you know, here's a better version of basically mm-hmm. that. I'm okay with that. I don't see anything wrong with it. And, like, I'd almost thought, like, you don't necessarily need Will Smith because he's not really a big star anymore. Um, I mean, obviously his name still carries weight, but, like, oh, shit, we gotta go see the new Will Smith movie. Um, but I do think a face like Michael B. Jordan would pull people in. So it, I would, yeah. it wouldn't even have to be a reboot. It could just be another story in that world. It doesn't have to follow. I think his character was Neville. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's in the works. Um, yeah. I also saw that um, the people that made Don't Breathe and Evil Dead remake um, has been tapped to write and direct an original standalone alien feature for Century Studios. Um, obviously, Ridley, Ridley Scott made the original in 1979, and he's actually on to produce it for Hulu. Um, it's intended to be made for Hulu as part of their 20th century ambitions to make 10 movies a year for uh, Disney's streaming service, Hulu. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know how that's going to go because there's a lot of rumors uh, about Disney just dissolving Hulu here after a while um, and just folding everything into Disney Plus. So obviously, uh, now I'm not with the... Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm not against that. Um, especially because, I mean, there's so many streaming apps nowadays, like, it's hard to keep track of, like, what's on what. But right. I'm curious on, like, with it being Disney, like, if there's anything that's, like, R-rated, like, are they going to put that in its well, own so, category? Or? So that's what I was going to say, is they're, um, you know, here coming up on the 16th, um, the Netflix Marvel shows are coming to Disney+, Plus, as well as the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, is coming to Disney Plus, and they're adding in um, parental, like parental lock features, basically, so that anything rated whatever, I'm sure, like TVMA, maybe, w- would have to be, uh, you know, a certain age, or the parent would have to have the password, or you know, what what have you, and that would open up the door for things like, because you figure in Daredevil, it's pretty brutal, like you know, the freaking kingpin crushes a dude's head off with a car door. Um, That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just um, there's some final show really there's some content in there that wouldn't be necessarily like disney friendly but the thing like i always get annoyed with the argument of like family friendly. disney is a company first and if there's money to be made they will make the money um so if people want an r-rated deadpool movie they'll figure out you know they can just make it under the century banner it's not a disney movie right yeah that's true. That's very true. I mean, Disney owned Miramax, so at one point in time, Pulp Fiction was a Disney movie. Say what again? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, Disney's done it before, and it, yeah, they can separate them the different companies they own. Um, you know, thank God for Monopoly. Right, yeah. Literally. <laughs> I still, uh, but yeah, so, they'll, they'll find a way around. They'll find a way around it. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but no, talking about Alien, um, Ridley Scott obviously gave it a crack uh, in 1979, and then again in, I want to say, 2012, maybe, 2013-ish, with uh, Prometheus, which was just okay. And then again in, like, 2016 or 2017 with Alien Covenant, which was not good. Alien Covenant actually had a bunch of, like, viral marketing ahead of it, where they put out short films on YouTube, and those were vastly superior to the movie itself. But I, I love the Alien property and the idea behind it. So I think there's promise, and especially with somebody like, you know, I, I don't have their name here, unfortunately. Um, the people behind Don't Breathe and Evil Dead. Um, obviously, it's somebody like with the Evil Dead. They have the ability to take an old property, an old horror property, and 
modernize it and go with modern tropes and update the older tropes, things like that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, I love anything like space and alien, um, but I've yeah. never really followed lore behind like alien yeah. or predator or anything like that. I just enjoy seeing those films. So like, I've only seen like bits and pieces of Prometheus or covenant. Um, mm-hmm. But just from the pieces that I've seen, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. But I, yeah, I know it gets a lot of hate and bashing on it because you know, it doesn't match up with the lore or anything like that. Right. But... Yeah, and it does say that it's an original. So I don't know. Yeah, an original. Obviously, it's early. They don't have a ton of details like story beats and things like that. But, um, you know, when they say an original, is it like, I don't know if they're going to reboot the universe or just take like a whole nother story within that universe. You know what I mean? Which I would be completely okay with. I don't see. Yeah, that's fine because the universe is is good, and if you can get away from like quote unquote the continuity, um, it kind of frees you up from some of the criticisms of like the timeline not adding up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. I also saw uh, basically a God of War series is heading to television, Prime Video. Uh, it's still being shopped, but it sounds like right now Prime is the one that's going to get it. It's being shopped around by actually the creators of Expanse. And some of the people behind the Amazon show, uh, The Wheel of Time, which I haven't watched either of those, but I've heard great Neither things about both of them. Neither have I. My wife really likes The Wheel of Time, and I know that The Expanse has like a really hard fan base because it was on Sci-Fi originally and got canceled. And then like between the fans, you know, rallying behind it, and then Prime Video obviously seeing an opportunity, um, they picked it up and finished it off. But so yeah, it's um, those. That sounds promising, and I love. God of War. I'd be interested to see if it is like a just story to story adaptation, kind of like they're doing with The Last of Us on HBO, or if it's again like something within that universe. Would they look at the original games in Greece, or would they just we've got now with Kratos being in Greece or uh, sorry in uh, Norse mythology with Atreus? What do you think? I feel like, well, like just take a step back really quick. Like they made the movie that just released Uncharted, which I'm a huge fan of the Uncharted games. You were actually the one who introduced yeah. me to Uncharted. Um, and I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm, I haven't seen a good video game movie or TV show. So it's just, it's difficult to kind of get behind that. But like, I want to be optimistic. That's how I am. I'm it. always like nervous. I hate that. Like, seems to be the most successful video game franchise as far as film adaptation is like resident evil. Cause those movies are pretty bad. Like they're ass. Yeah. Yeah. They're mutt, but, but also, you know, from, I, I didn't see it, but apparently the, it seems obviously it's more geared towards kids, just like the games, but like the Sonic movies seem to be doing well and have a good response from their audience. Um, obviously money talks and they made quite the first one made quite a bit of money. So there is opportunity. And obviously the more that games evolve and become more cinematic in the way they're told, the easier it would become to adapt those things to a visual medium like that. Like, for example, that's why I think they would go the route of God of War 2018, where he's in Norse mythology. Sure. Because it is a much more cinematic story. Another thing I was going to say, like, relating back to Sonic, yeah. not not like, I, I don't know, playing devil's advocate yeah. here. Um, Sonic doesn't really have a storyline. Like, you're trying to get Dr. Right, Eggman. Yeah. And like that's about it, and like I know there's some lore to it, but I, you know, I don't I don't know anything about yeah. the lore. But so don't say like there's no lore. Huge... We'll get we'll get messages. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so yeah, there's lore to everything, but like I don't know too much about the lore, but I haven't heard anything besides just you know the from the classic games. Um, he's trying to get to Doctor Eggman because he's up to no yep. good. Um, so I feel like they do have a lot more branching out rather than like God of War or like Uncharted, where there's all these certain details that happen that makes the character yeah that are very are. specific story beats. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I just feel like that's so difficult to pan out because. Actually, I don't know why, because if they put a copy and paste of Uncharted and made four movies, I would be but, in love. But then the, you know, like, the counter-argument to that is, well, then just play the games. You know, you have to, you're stuck in a rock and a hard place where you don't want to copy-paste, but they struggle to be successful outside of the story that already exists. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a lose-lose because people get I upset. Really. It's not a copy Yeah, they get and upset paste, that it's not the story but they then know. They get up yeah. Right, but and then they get upset if it's a copy yeah, and paste. So yeah, that. I don't know. It's just such a difficult thing to tiptoe around. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think series might be a more promising way to do it because you get you don't have to cram like a twenty hour game, like you know, Uncharted. When I like I said, I haven't seen it, but the trailer seems to be all four games in one film or pieces from all four games. Which, and like I said, I'm going to go and be yeah. an optimistic when I do see it, but like. That just feels rushed to me. I would be completely okay with like a two or even like a three uh, movie yeah. series of just explaining everything. If they wanted to add their own little tidbits or changes, I wouldn't be upset. I honestly with it, thought, but yeah, it just feels like that with, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're um, fine. Go ahead. You know, I, when I saw that they were casting Tom Holland, obviously, I love Tom Holland, but I don't see him as Drake. But then if you're going to make a, a young Drake no. story, then there is plenty of room there for original stories because all the games take place when he's an adult and you get very specific times in his life when you flash back to him being young so there's plenty of room for adventures right yeah and when i was kind of the exact opposite i thought when i found out tom holland was being casted for it i was super excited because yeah he is a younger guy and there's only a little bit we know about his past life you know with him and his brother sam um or anything about like him being in like the uh it was like a church orphanage but i'm not gonna lie Not a fan of Mark Wahlberg. I'm not a fan of Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm, it's just not him, and it make it. I'll I'll go on a rant, so we got to move on from this. But like, I just not a fan, and that's the thing that gets me. Is like, if it wasn't him, I feel like I'd be so much more. You know what kills me about that? Like, I'm gonna get like a little bit on a rant. Mark Wahlberg was originally in talks to play Nathan Drake because they've been trying to make an Uncharted ten years now, and so they were like Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion got too old. So they went to Mark Wahlberg and then Mark Wahlberg aged out of the role of Nate and aged into the role of Sully. That's the thing. I still think he, he first off, he looks nothing like Sully. And then second off, like <laughs> Sullivan's like, even while he's younger, Sullivan is like in his, I'd say like, like what, late forties, yeah, early fifties, like mid, mid, like late, I'd say late thirties to mid forties. Cause he's still got like the black hair. Uh, he's got a little bit of gray yeah. in it. But either way, Mark Wahlberg struggles but, uh, with I, always I, I acting as Mark. He doesn't play characters. He plays Mark Wahlberg <laughs> yeah. making faces. Exactly. Correct. Yep. Anyways. Uh, so leading up to our, our topic for the week, I've got a little bit about um, the Batman. So Matt Reeves actually revealed he was on a podcast called Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. Uh, and this is coming from a variety article. Um, these talked about an HBO Max spinoff for the Batman focusing on Gotham City Police was actually put on hold. It was going to be about, it was going to be kind of be led by Gordon, I believe, from what I understood. And it was just going to be about Batman's first year, since uh, the Batman takes place in his second year. Um, and, like, 
it kind of just sounds like the show Gotham, which I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. And it, and I think it was an idea that they came yeah, up with before the movie came out. And the movie they kind of were able to see what is and isn't the interesting parts of that story. Right. Which I, I have ideas for, <laughs> like when I heard that there was going to be a like a, a Gordon series, basically that in the comic Batman Year One, there's actually like the story is split between Batman and Commissioner Gordon, well Lieutenant Gordon at the time, getting to Gotham. Like they both arrive. You know, Bruce has been gone for like 12 years and he comes back to Gotham to, you know, be the, the Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Well, Lieutenant Gordon at the time transfers in uh, right about the same time. And so it kind of shows uh, both sides of of the job where Gordon is trying to work his way through corrupt cops and uphold justice. And the Batman is trying to uphold justice in the same way, but he's acting outside of the law, whereas Gordon is trying to stick within the confines of it. And it's got a lot of personal drama for Gordon. Uh, like in the comic, he ends up having an affair with his, on his wife who's pregnant. And so he's not a perfect person. And they kind of allude to him having to transfer because he did something dirty at his other, wherever he was prior. Right. And so I think it would right. be interesting to have a, a deep look on Gordon, especially because, you know, not to get ahead of myself, but I think that Jeffrey Wright actually plays a very good Gordon, the Batman. Um, and he's a strong actor. I, I could see him carrying a series, but I just don't know that, you know, that there's yeah. enough there to do a series that, you know, as far as like where the interests are, because they actually talk about um, the other spinoff that's in the works is going to have Colin Farrell reprising his role as the Penguin. And it's going to be um, about his rise to power. I don't know if it would be um, his rise to becoming Falcone's right-hand man, if it takes place later on. I feel like... Because we got to be careful of spoilers. I don't want to get into too much about... Sh- sure, sure. Um, but yeah, thoughts on either series? Uh, yeah, yeah. For, for... The Penguin, I feel like, in this one, him leaning on much more of like the mob boss kind yeah. of... Yeah, he's very obviously not Danny DeVito. Guy. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. God love Danny DeVito. I'm all about him. But those Burton um, movies were fucking weird. But... Yeah, they definitely work. But this one, I feel like he, he does have such character mm-hmm. um, that I do. I, I am like very intrigued to learn more. And I'm not a huge DC right. fan, but like I love how um, you know jumping over like when Joker first came out, I was never really you know like I said never big right. DC fan. But like I went to go see it and I fell in love with it. And it was really <laughs> good. Um, I know I want to shut up yeah, about you it. Were for, like, like, you saw weeks. it like three times once by like. I did, I did. I went and saw it three times. But, you know, um, but yeah, you know, seeing that and like kind of learning just a different take, you know, I'm so intrigued and, you know, with all the characters in uh, the Batman, I'm so intrigued into everyone. You you get just a little, which we'll go yeah. into, so I'm not going to dive into it right now, but, you know, there's a just, lot. There's room I to would grow. be for, right, yeah, there's definitely a lot of room to grow. Huge fan of the characters that I've seen. Um, and yeah, and I would be excited if something more came out of yeah. The penguin, uh, and then you know, so to look at like the box office um, today is Wednesday, no Tuesday, um, and the Batman opened obviously Thursday night in the U.S. Uh, the Batman opened with 134 million dollars domestic and 258 million dollar global. Uh, that's coming from the Box Office Mojo website, and it's allegedly uh, looking at the rough numbers right now, the second largest opening since the pandemic started, uh, obviously behind No Way Home. Yeah. Which, like, No Way Home made wow, yeah. stupid money. It made, like, Avengers film money. Um, 
sort of comes yeah. second to that. It was it the highest. Go ahead. As real quick, I was going to ask: Is it the highest grossing standalone film uh, of Marvel? I wouldn't be surprised. I can pull that up. Let's see. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> pull that up. Let's see. You hear your mechanical <laughs> keyboard. Yeah, I'm like a hacker. I'm in. I'm in. Let's see. No, but yeah, if I had to take like a wild guess, I mean, yeah, either like No Way Home. Um, I don't know. I was a huge fan of Doctor Strange, but I feel like, I don't know. I heard the least about it, like with the the entirety, I guess, of Marvel. Um, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Um what else? Black Panther. Oh, so yeah. good. Such That's what I'm wondering. I, I could see Black are... Panther having beat it. But so right now it says that No Way Home. Let me go to Box Office Mojo. Right now it says that No Way Home grossing title of all time. Um, but I know that mm. Black Panther made a shit ton of money as well. Like yeah. it's it's such it's a good definitely film. in the top like, ten. Um yeah, yeah, Black Panther again, you know, is one of the movies I feel like I could just I could go on and on about. Yeah. Yeah, it's the highest grossing like solo film. Solo, air quotes. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, so like the top, we'll go with the top six, or I'll just look at the top ten here. So the top ten goes Avatar, obviously. Avengers Endgame, not too far behind. Titanic, Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, Avengers Infinity War, No Way Home, Jurassic World, Lion King, the remake, The Avengers, Furious really? Seven is number ten. Yeah. No, uh, Fast yeah, and Furious. Yeah, Why? Why? Fast and Furious are so they're so yeah, bad. They make just monies, man. Yeah, Universal had a great year because I think Furious Seven, Jurassic World came out the same year. So they just made what's that? Uh, Universal Studios is who produces or yeah uh, publishes basically the Fast and Furious movies mm-hmm. and the Jurassic World movies. And I'm pretty certain that Jurassic okay. World and Furious Seven came out in the same year. So that was like that was a that was a Disney year for them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that does that means that Spider Man No Way Home, is the sixth highest grossing film of all time, and the uh, the highest uh, solo film for. Me. But again, you know, yeah, like you know, I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be like, oh, no, uh, like it can't, right? Be. Yeah, yeah, right. like yeah, it was such a good film. But so for the Batman to come in second, uh, for an opening behind the sixth highest grossing film of all, uh, that's not bad. That right. is, that's yeah. not nothing. Especially, especially, for, I mean, because I was, yeah, oh, yeah, but I was also going to say, I mean, I feel like I know that, you know, there's been, um, you know, there's Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and then, you know, from the originals, Tobey Maguire, yeah. but I feel like there's just been so many Batmans and so many, like, reworks yeah. of it. And, and DC kind of has, like, and, a weird, not a negative stigma, because there's, there's obviously a ton of loyal fans, but, like, Batman's, like you said, they've gone back to that well to mixed reviews each time. Obviously, Christian Bale, like The Dark Knight was like the last Batman movie that people were like, fuck, that's Batman. Like, right, yeah. And that was yeah, 2008. Absolutely. So it's like, there hasn't, I think there was a gap there because Batman versus Superman almost doesn't count as a Batman film. Yeah. That's right. like Justice League 0.5, you know? Yeah, and which. <laughs> I don't know. Like, again, I just ha- I don't know anything about Justice League, nor do I really have the urge because I always hear stuff where it's like it was okay. Like it's hard. It's not sold well to you. What uh, we need to try and give a non-spoiler uh, synopsis for the Batman. Yeah, that's gonna be a toughie. You want me to um, me to take it? 
<laughs> start off, yeah, and then if there's anything I can add, I'll, I'll throw that in there. Uh, so, obviously, I'm going to start with this is not a movie for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think yeah, yeah you know, because I think people see, uh, you know, people see a superhero and they're like, oh, shit, I'll take the kids to that. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah. a kids movie. It's a PG-13, but it's like it's a hard PG-13. Um, they use their one f bomb, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I was like thinking on it. They curse quite a lot, like everybody. Yeah, but they only use one one f word, and that's from the commissioner. Yeah, but uh, you know, and even just the opening scene, like a horror film. But yeah, so I, I wouldn't say it's a kid. Plus, it's very much a try and true detective noir story with a bit of action sprinkled throughout. I feel like yeah. If I was like ten, it bore you. I feel like I'd lose a lot. Yeah, I'd lose a lot of attention yeah, it, on it just because it's not. It, it focuses more on the being detective, yeah. um, and that's not a negative. It doesn't have to be a kids movie. I no, think. God, I no, think God. its biggest strength is that it's a very adult story. Which was another thing. Like briefly, yeah. really quick, I wanted to mention is like our kids still into like Star Wars and uh, you know like. Marvel, yeah, I mean, sure, especially with the newer stuff, but I feel like, I don't know, with, like, old Marvel or, like, DC um, and Star Wars, they've really been pushing content, I feel like, more for adults, if anything. Well, so I think part of that comes from the fans are adults now, right? You figure the first first Marvel film came out, and Marvel hasn't really, like, gone mature, right? Because they are still, you know, cast a wide net, right? But even still, so like we'll look right. at the the DC universe, right? Man of Steel came out, I want to say 2010, maybe later. I think I might have been in high school, so we'll call it 2012, um, somewhere in there, right? Like uh, the better part of 10 years ago. And so, if somebody like myself, I was in high school when it came out. The universe has aged, you know, I've aged 10 years at least, if not more. And I'm an adult now, and I have adult interests and adult tastes. Um, and I think people like you know are looking for a, a very mature look at things, and you know something that grabs them. Yeah, and I, I will say you know, um, yeah, with the Marvel, yeah, they definitely cast that wide net, and I feel like that's okay because I still have interest in it because I don't know. I remember like seeing Endgame, <clears throat> and really, I got very emotional yeah. uh, because it was kind of like the ending of uh, a part of my childhood. Right? Yeah, you were invested over years. Yeah, and you know now it's like it, it it's phase four, correct? Yeah, yeah, we're into phase four. Yeah, so like stuff like that, you know, it's like okay, you know, it's still going on, but it's a little different now, and I I, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it is kind of like that kitty, it get more on the kid side than anything because you know they make fun of uh, Captain America for like saying like what ass or something yeah. like that or damn it, and and that's you know that's fine. <laughs> But DC, yeah, <laughs> you know, you've got yeah, DC. The Suicide Squad you know, showed a man's wiener, <laughs> like the, the whole, whole thing, thing, yeah. You know, and yeah, it, it is kind of like that darker, uh, you know, side of comics rather than like you know that very like, oh, you know, oh, you're a you're a superhero, you're a Boy Scout, right. you know. This is like now it's the real world, you know, like these are real people. Right. So yeah, uh, all of that to say. What's your spoiler-free synopsis of the Batman? We got a little off track there. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Um, so, phenomenal. I mean, to, to so, yeah, summarize the story um, as best you can. So, yeah, it's really, uh, to me, it's, you know, Batman's early years. Yeah. 
and yeah, the you know, he's going through yeah. a lot of these. Yeah, and he's going through a lot of this, you know, these emotions of uh, still trying to get the hang of things, um, you know. But everything, he, you know, he's just not sure if he's making the impact he wants, you know, anything like that. You know, he's not sure if if it's working out, right? And and then you know, a mixture of like, because I mean, being Batman, that that's huge, you know, and not not he can't be a Joe Schmo and just right. do it, you know. And so he's carrying that weight as well as still being Batman and trying not to change anything because he's like, well, I, if I'm doing it right, you know, then you know anything like that, you know. And so it's just a lot going on, but like it does a very good job at keeping you well paced with everything. Um, yeah, and just see, just seeing him more on like the detective side yeah. um, really opens up my eyes, you know, to like, oh, you know, Batman is more than just, you know, this guy who runs around in a rubber yeah. suit beating the shit out of people for selling, you know, uh, an eighth of <laughs> yeah, weed. Yeah, you know? like, we gotta beat the shit out of this guy. It's a dime bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, oh, he's littering. He's yeah. littering. Get him, oh, get him. Oh, oh, put him in a body bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. But no, I mean, um, I mean, I always joke, you know, so in the comics, I mean, he's known, like, he's known as the world's greatest detective. And... He literally came from DC is detective comics is how it started off. And so he, yeah. that's his whole origin is he is a detective. And, you know, the closest we've gotten to that in the movies is like in the dark night, he uses technology vaguely to get a fingerprint off of a bullet out of a brick. And that was like the most detective shit he did. And so for this one to be like, you know what? He's going to punch like a grand total of 20 people in three scenes. And it's going to be a three hour movie about him chasing a serial killer. That's challenging him. Uh, intellectually as opposed to physically is really interesting to take a, and, and to look at him as a kid very um, I'd, I'd right, put him yeah. like yeah he's like what maybe like early I'd, 20s I'd put him like mid 20s yeah probably like 26 or 28 somewhere in there but yeah so like he's young he's dealing with his promise and yeah so he doesn't really know who he is and we can get into some of that I've got thoughts on that a little bit more spoilery uh, what do you think of characters well like I said we'll try and keep it non-spoilery I really thought Gordon was did a great job. I liked the chemistry between the two of them as like being partners uh, on, on two sides of the law. The Riddler was good and good and scary. He was like a full on. He was a serial killer. Yeah. Very yeah. Zodiac. Selena Kyle. I really enjoyed as the Catwoman. Oh, yeah. She killed that role because you, you, know, you believed her inspirations. You know, she's just, uh, you know, she's literally a cat burglar. Right. But well, not literally. She's not stealing from cats. But, you know, she's just a cat bird that we, that know, we know of. of yeah. <laughs> when the cat's not looking, she yanks the kibble. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, you know. Stealing the cat. They did it. She's selling on the streets. <laughs> the cat's selling ass. Oh, shit, it's the cat. We gotta get, we gotta get. Uh, But no, I mean, it's a very grounded world. So everybody's um, origins and their inspirations and their motivations have to be like real world issues. And they do a good job of taking a very grim very corrupt, very dirty city and making it feel like a real place and that it makes perfect sense that these people would be doing the things they're doing to try and make it in a place like Gotham. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to go back, you know, I'll start where you yeah. started. Um, Commissioner Gordon, yeah, he uh, he kills that role. Like, you know, I I want to see more of First it. of all, Jeffrey Wright and, could and- read the back of a shampoo bottle to me. Yeah, and I'd be, he's got and, a I'd great like, yeah, reading like, voice. This is it. Uh, he's actually but so yeah. He, he definitely just we're gonna get off topic. He narrates. Um, he's the Watcher in the What If series. No yeah. way. 
what dude I, that makes sense yeah that makes sense that I, I can connect the dots there but yeah he god he, yeah he's phenomenal he, he did a really good job he killed it but um and then uh you know uh, catwoman's um yeah a, a, an amazing job kind of understanding be- more about uh catwoman i, I suppose in this universe um because I, I again i don't know too much lore about dc or uh, you know the batman comics sure. but um because all, all from i knew all i know is like from what i've seen in the comics or in any of the video games is you know her and batman kind of have this thing where she's like super flirtatious right. um and she robs yeah. you know and she's a burglar so that's all I know. Right. So like kind of seeing and getting to know more about um, her character. And it was, you know, very well developed for someone going in and no, with no knowledge at all. Now, how accurate it is, I'm unsure, but it, very well built story. I feel yeah. like it does a good job of taking that, uh, like to kind of relate it back to the comics. Like you said, you know, that there's like this vague flirtation between the two. And, you know, the fact that she's a criminal does give Batman, obviously, that hesitancy and he draws back. But actually, in the comics, they've had a daughter before, um, which is she is becomes the huntress. But so there's plenty of comics where you see what are you doing yeah. on that. But so there's plenty of, of circumstance where they do work. You know, they make it. Um, in fact, I want to say and I could be talking on my ass. I want to say that in the. The Flash movie trailer where they're going to bring back Michael Keaton okay. as Batman. Um, sure. There's um, vague references to like, in maybe a, a comic or not a comic, a newspaper clipping that like Selena Kyle and uh, Bruce Wayne are an item in the public eye. Okay. So, you know, yeah. there's the idea out there already of like, yeah, they, they can make it be a couple uh, outside of their, their costumes. Right. Um, because there is a, a weird understanding of like they both obviously dress up like they dress up in black, you know, costumes and do what they think is right. Obviously, Selena is more criminal than vigilante, but has like that that good intention. Right. I feel like it's it's more of like, OK, this is what I'm going to do. If you get in the way, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. You're getting. Yeah, you're going to get out of the way. You're getting got. Yeah. Um, but. Do we do we want to keep uh, keep flopping around on spoilers or no? Do we want to just jump into it? <sighs> yeah, I say let's just jump into basically, it. Basically, yeah, I want to yeah. get and basically if you I don't want get in spoilers, the nitty-gritty, baby. if you don't want spoilers, stop listening. Go see the movie. Like, go, see it. Yeah, and then come. If back. you are the person that went, I think that looks good. Go see it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so spoilers. Um, dig in. Like, I, I've got a bunch of notes. I don't want to read them off to reference. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> the part—I mean, just where do I begin? Um, I, you know, from the beginning, seeing, I especially seeing his kid, um, yes. as that ninja in, you know, because it's Halloween. Yeah. At first, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> it's, ninja. It's, we're in the eyes of Batman, yeah, and we're seeing someone try to take out someone. Batman's about to come mm-hmm. in, and then it's just his yeah. kid to find out that that's the serial killer watching yeah. him, and he's about to yeah. die. And talking about the kid, I was thinking about actually today when we seeing it again you know um the so we're gonna spoil the beginning and the end in sentence here um so the kid obviously is the one that finds his dad the mayor dead and batman has a ton of sympathy for him and is upset and has like this long stare at him 
where he's obviously empathizing with. And right. that kid is the first person to take his hand at to help him out of. Yeah. Because yeah, that yeah. kid, they had they had that, the they had that connection where the kid made, I feel the, you know, and didn't see him as a threatening person. He was, he, it was somebody that was comforting. Um, and I just like that, that like the child was the first person to see him as a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, esp- yeah, especially with the mayor. I mean, because with it only being year two, I do like. Uh, I I don't want to compare it too much to like the Dark Knight right, or anything yeah. like that, but I w- the one thing I will compare is in the Dark Knight, everybody hates him, and the commin the commissioner is kind of on the fence about yeah. it. Rather in this one, um, you know, it, it sounds like Commissioner Gordon well, and Batman are like kind of. He's not the commissioner. Or, yeah, yet. excuse yeah. me, Lieutenant. But, you know, they're kind of like buddy, buddy. And he's like, come on, man, you've been doing this for two years and I don't know who you yeah. are. Like, obviously, I'm not going to rat you out. Like, you're we're cool. Yeah. You know, I'm sticking my neck oh, out for you and you're helping me. Right. So I, I do love that aspect of it. Um, you know, of hopefully seeing more of them getting closer. And then I am curious about what it is that's going to make that falling out happen. If there is a falling out between that relationship. Yeah. Um, so I'll just look at my notes here and kind of throw some stuff at you and see what you think. We're not necessarily going to look at the movie chronologically because yeah. my notes are not chronological. <laughs> They're just vomit of like thoughts I had. Um, so I liked that there were, they talked about um, like the perspective based of, on wealth where like, um, you know, yeah. Selena was able to know just from the way he thinks and acts that he was a wealthy white guy, right? Like he makes the comment about her friend, Annika, um, that, you know, Hey, she should have known better. Like it's her consequences. Her choices have actions, her consequences. I mean, and she chastises him for thinking she had a choice. You know, she was her circumstances, took yeah, her choice away. Yeah. She's sitting here saying like, the quote was like, you know, this is how I know you grew up rich. Yeah. And then it, I, I do like how Batman looks at her like kind of blankly yeah. and then kind of like, he almost looks you know, he's like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Cause that's also the conversation. And she's like, when, no, uh, you see the worst in people. Yeah. And like she said, yeah, exactly. You see the worst in people. Cause he kind of accuses her of fucking Falcone to get close. It turns out Falcone's her dad yeah. <laughs> and uh, really was piece of shit to her. And you know, that's a sad story. And he actually is able to empathize more. Because that's a human, you know, she has her, her issue, you know, and her mom is dead and, you know, his mom is dead. Yeah. And I think that also lends to their relationship together is that they, uh, they're, they're able to see the other one, um, deeper than just the costume. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without knowing who they yeah, are, they can relate to each other like heavily. Yeah. Also talking about the wealth, the fact that, you know, he's supposed to be a fucking detective. And he didn't know what that carpet tool was. That was the murder weapon. Because why would he? Yeah, the, the yeah. Because why would he? Like he yeah, never yeah, had to yeah. know what that was. But you know, a working class cop is like my uncle installs carpets. Like that's a carpet tool. Um, and so he would have completely missed that clue just because it's not in his circumstances. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like that a whole yeah. lot. And then obviously, like inspiration is a big theme throughout it. Like. The Batman inspired the Riddler to become a mass vigilante because the, you know, 
the Riddler sees him as like a hero of the little man. Um, and uh, actually tells him like, you know, I thought we were, you know, we were working we together. Yeah, together. we were partners. Um, and in a way, the Riddler had like a more righteous mission. He was trying to take down corruption at the source, you know, and Batman's just out there beating the shit out of like thugs. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then obviously, I mean, which... like in the climax, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're, I was just going to ramble off into which kind of shows, you know, like, I love Batman. Yeah. You know, he's cool. I love Robert Pattinson playing him. I, I don't think he's that great. You know, right. <laughs> like he does some things where I'm like, really? <laughs> like, this is something you could have easily dispatched a police and given him a tip yeah. on it. And, you know, that would have solved it. Um, but instead, he just goes over and breaks their legs and makes it makes it so they have to eat through a <laughs> tube for six months right. rather than, you know, doing the lawful thing. Yeah. And uh, thinking more on inspiration. Like, I want to get back to your point. Um, don't let me forget it. Um, so like, I, I got more yeah. on that too. So he inspires Selena to be a, a helper opposed to just being self-serving. Cause like in the conclusion there, she's trying to get out of the, and she ends up stuck in, you know, Gotham square and, uh, sees him up there struggling. And you see her kind of like hesitantly be like, fuck, I got to get in there and help, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And she, you know, she's always worried about herself because she's the only one that's been looking out for her. And now she has somebody else to look out for. Um, and, you know, and he inspires her to be better. And obviously they have good teamwork and neither one of them were going to make it out of that fight without the other one being there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with like uh, Falcone. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, uh, choking her out mm-hmm. and Batman basically picks him up by the back of his neck yeah. and punches him in the yeah, gut. Picks him up by the scruff like a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yet to go back. So I, you know, I, I loved it. Uh, in the, in the beginning where you see all the, all the thugs who are just, you know, doing uh, crimes, but nothing like, I mean, oh my God, he's murdering eight people. There was the one where they threw a Molotov. And I was like, right. Oh, that's yeah. Hardcore. Um, but, but you know, the, that it was part of it, but it was, uh, the guy was spray painting on mm-hmm. a pillar, which that by itself isn't yeah. bad. And one of the cans rolls into the shadows and he's like petrified looking at it. It just like it gets me to chuckle a little bit. Like, oh my god, this guy's spray painting something. And he's fearing for He's his looking life. in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh no. Yeah. yeah, like graffiti is like could be. I'm gonna be paralyzed for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, living life on the edge. Um. Uh, let's see here. I've got. Um, so I talked about in my notes that you know it's obviously got like a coming of age or like rising to the occasion kind of feel to it. Um, where, like you said, he's not a great guy um, because, you know, he could do what the Riddler actually ends up pushing him into doing, which is hunting down the corruption, right. And finding the source of the yeah. issues, but he doesn't, he just, he spends his night, you know, beating the shit out of little guys. Like you said, that opening is great of showing um, that just petty criminals are afraid of the dark because of this guy. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, so I've got it here. Represented visually uh, by the fact that the bat symbol, he calls it a warning. And you've got the criminals all being afraid of the dark corners. And the way that shot is beautiful, where like, if it was a, a scene where the Batman's going to come out of the dark, it's it's set up just like that. Excuse me. It's set up just like yeah. that, except he doesn't, you know. And there is that like that yeah. sense of dread. Or yeah, like with uh, the... 
the one where the guys at the mar that, that gas station, mm-hmm. the metro or whatever, and he's got him at gunpoint. And he's just robbing yeah. him, and it's he is so scared to the point he gets where hit by a cop car. He's so focused on that. Yeah, he gets hit by the car, um, because he is so focused on, you know, oh my god, is he about to come yeah, out I'm of that? Yeah, I'm about to get corner. my shit kicked in. Yeah. Or I even liked how uh, the helicopter yeah. flashed the light on the graffiti artist and then just flew yeah, away they know. so he could yeah. see the bat symbol. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're scared. Yeah, it gives the vibe that like that might be a nightly ritual. They flick the switch and then they send the chopper out to find Chris and just go, like, hey, he's out. Yeah, by the by. But no, uh, so like Batman, um, you know, he's he's a bad guy. He actually says, you know, and it's a great, it's a great line. It's a good, like, obviously it was great in the trailer, but that line of, you know, I'm vengeance. Right. Um, and that's mm-hmm. who he sees himself as is like, he's just out there to get vengeance, for his parents and any of the victims. Right. And- yeah. Yeah. Which also I, I know, uh, we talked about this briefly because yeah. I, I stopped this. I was like, wait, we, we cannot talk about it. Um, was, you know, them not showing his, you know, his parents get shot. Like that's yeah, old yeah. news, and I, I love. Yeah, that. that they didn't have to show it because you could see the impact without having. Um, right. But so you know, he's got his own brand of justice, right? And then the Riddler and his militia that he ends up forming um, are yeah. inspired by him because they're like, you know, we can rise up and and uh, you know make the change that we need to see, right? Yeah, and uh, and you know, it wasn't anything. I, I like how realistic. Yeah, I mean that's like homegrown terrorism. It was. Yeah, because he was like uh, the the police officer when he was like, "Oh no, like it looks like he's got followers." Yeah, it wasn't an outrageous. It was 500. like five hundred in a very large so it's city. Like, you know. Yeah, and so it's like that's it, in a certain like in a standpoint that's not a lot of yeah. people, but also for like something that small and just for like yeah. what five hundred people would do to that extent yeah. let's say oh shit that's a lot of now people. luckily it doesn't look like 500 people show up but still if he only if right he only yeah, it looks like maybe like 30 yeah, exactly if he inspired that's an army of 30 people that you know and oh that's another thing that batman does really well i'm gonna jump all over this the batman uh the film does a good job of sticking to batman's rules of not killing because there's like this trope or like not a trope but like a joke, I guess, of all the Batman movies, Batman <laughs> either directly kills somebody, like in Batman Returns, yeah, with the Penguin, like 1992. Um, mm-hmm. He freaking yeah. like sticks a dynamite basically down a dude's ass crack and pushes him in a freaking uh, manhole, and you see the explosion come up. That's right, the manhole, and it's like, yeah, he killed that man. Like, yeah, like he's done. And uh, you know, so this Batman really does like. I think the most dangerous thing he does of like, oh, he could kill people is the car chase. Yeah, with the penguin. Yeah, yeah that that was intense. Um, but again, like, so good. I liked, I did like how, because I was watching, ah, oh, shit, it was like Top Gear or some shit like that on YouTube. And it was showing like the speed of cars and like a Mercedes is actually pretty, it goes pretty yeah. quick. Um and how they use that, but like he got stuck in traffic and he, you saw him kind of like trying to toss yeah, and turn, like to figure out a way. 
yeah, to find an opening. I like that. I like that a lot because like that's very realistic mm-hmm. for as, as big as or as highly populated. Yeah, as Gotham is, yeah, you'd expect to have that, and there was exactly yeah. And um, I like that. First of all, the the reveal of the Batmobile was incredible. Um, oh, the, oh, oh yeah. see it in the theaters though. The sound design, where like it, like the engine revving made like your seat rumble, the seat shake, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> and uh, the fact that it is such a souped up like muscle car, you can hear it coming, and that kind of adds to that fear for whoever he's chasing, right? Is like yeah, when as the sound yeah, gets when he's on the so freeway, loud. he thinks that he's like maybe getting away, and then you hear it, you know, <laughs> coming down. And you see him yeah, like he looks at the mirror and he's like, rolling down the street. Go. He's back. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just oh my god, that's so good. Um, let's see what else I got here. Um, yeah, the, the ending, the idea that Batman um, realizes by the end that he does. You know, him being vengeance isn't productive, you know? Right, yeah. He's not doing what he wanted, what he intended to do, which was what I I wasn't... I was going to say, which it doesn't... I was trying my best not to spoil it, but, like, that's such one of the main focus on on the film is he's not sure if what he's doing is actually impacting uh, Gotham as he wanted it. He actually says in, like, that his opening, that he thinks everything's gotten worse. You know, yeah, all all crime has gone up, um, and uh, I do think that is a, re- a a consequence of him just exacting violence, but not justice. Which you know everybody kind of knows that Batman is you know justice, and uh, and he's yeah. not yet in this story. And by the end, he realizes that like I can and need to be more. Um, I think honestly, the ending of the film is actively help a person as opposed to just punishing the criminal right right yeah like the the i one of the scenes that i I really did like and i felt really laid more than like okay people can actually look to him because like in the beginning of the film with that man who's about to get jumped he's afraid after he beats up all those people yeah he's like please don't hurt me rather than when he's carrying the girl putting her on the helicopter like you know the the, the bed yeah she's like holding on to his arm and he kind of like you know holds her hand, says, like, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, just the the dynamic, the difference, such the big difference, you know, really, I feel like shows the growth. Yeah. And like visually it's even shown there. I was, I noticed that today when that's the first scene that you see him in broad daylight. You always see him at like sunset at best, Mm -hmm. but usually middle of the night. And the first time that you see him in the light of day is when thing as just a punishment. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah, that's huge too. And the fact that you know it rains most of the, you know, and the you know, the sun yeah, finally then, comes out. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I would say, first off, the who's the actor who plays Riddler? What's his uh, name? Paul Dano. Paul killed it, like. <laughs> throughout the entire thing i was like oh batman if you break your code you're good with me dude like on this one if you kill him you're yeah you're good you're in the clear um but he also such a good job in that role. yeah he, he does a good job of like you he's scary um and he actually you know there's a theme that they run into that you know the mask is the true face you know 
Yeah, because he's saying, you know, uh, yeah, everybody wants to know who we you're are. You're not being judged. Yeah, but that's not the, the point. point. Is that you know the mask is who we are. You know, when we put the mask, that's the most us we are. Um, and I felt that. I felt like seeing the Riddler with the mask off was a different character. Yeah, absolutely. His yeah, voice you know, is different. You think, you know, he just... carries himself differently. And you know, when he's the Riddler, he's like yeah, super I mean... in control of the situation. And then he's stuck in a case Right, crying. yeah, he's just this power-hungry dude. And then without the mask, yeah, he's just this scrawny young kid. He's mentally ill, obviously. Yeah, and it's just, you know, uh, <laughs> like there's that scene that, that scene where he's like, they're like, put your hands up in the air, you know, at the diner. <laughs> he's like, pie. but I just ordered my yeah. pie. Yeah, and they slam his head down. You know, and it's just like, it's. I feel like the man in the mask would have done something completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, but yeah, yeah, and the fact that we don't get a lot of talking about like the mask, the true self, um, you don't get very much Bruce Wayne in this at all, and that's I think intentional because at this point in his life, he's not interested in Bruce Wayne. He just wants to be the Batman. Yeah, you, I would. F- you figure Alfred even is like, I was say- dude, like you need to show up. Where's yeah, Bruce? yeah, with all the meetings and stuff yeah. like that. I would even go the extent of not in a bad way, but they purposefully made Bruce Wayne a little boring. Yeah. Well, he's a recluse. He's nobody. Yeah. You know, everyone knows who he is, but like, he's not like charming yet. He's not like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, one of the police officers at the funeral for the mayor, you know, like, Oh, Bruce Wayne. And he just kind of looks and nods. And then like, and I feel like, at that point, it's like, oh, wow. He's you know, not that's a playboy just, yet. Bruce Wayne is a husk. Yeah, you know, he's just a husk of a person. And I think that's also intentional as like, you know, his most defining quality to like the public because they don't really know him. They just know who he is, right? They know his name. Yeah, he's a Wayne. Yeah, his most defining yeah. factor is that he's a Wayne and that his parents were killed, right? Oh, that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's the orphan, you know, his parents. And... um you get the vibe that like people would whisper when he's out, you know? Oh shit, yeah. there he is, you know. And uh or even Yeah, good. I was gonna say, even in the beginning of um the funeral, that guy's talking to him and he's like, you know, I say he deserved it, you know, he's rich, he's corrupt, yeah. it really makes you think and then goes, Do and I he looks you? at Bruce Wayne and he goes, Wait, do I? Like you you look yeah, familiar, familiar, but I can't film. I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah. yeah. So it just shows he's not big news, yeah. you know, he's eh, he's he's and so, yeah, you know, we can get into that later because I've got uh, like future of the franchise stuff that I want to talk about if they decide to have a future, which I they're going to. Um, they have to. Yeah. Let's talk about some visuals. I know that you you were excited about like shots and things like that. Um, yeah. So first of all, lighting in this film is incredible because it does take place mostly Amazing. at night, um, and to keep like the dark tones visually interesting is challenging but they do it. Like I never felt like, man, I don't know what's going on. Um, right. And I know you were really excited uh, about the scene with the hallway yes. and how it's nothing but gunfire. Yeah. And that's yeah, all you, that you honestly, see. like, I don't know how well choreographed that fight was. Cause you don't, see, but you see enough to feel like, man, he is just working through these guys. No trouble. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was a good way to and mask. Another... That not... Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, another scene is, I'd even say even 
in that small tidbit that we saw of Bruce Wayne and kind of like that Batman instinct kicking in mm-hmm. with the car and like how, because it, looking at it for a second time, you look, you're like, eh, yeah, that car is close, but it really, it was kind of going the opposite direction from them. But still just like that instinct of, oh, he jumps in, saves, you know, the little boy again. Oh, I got um, you. Yeah. I was confused on which scene you were talking about. The funeral. Oh yeah, yeah. When the when the the Lincoln or yeah, yeah the Lincoln crashes in, yeah, and he saves the and, kid. But he crashes into the right, and they're kind of on the left. And it's like, well, you know, they really wouldn't hit. It them, didn't look like it would. But have, no one's going to say. But it looked like it swerved, and the the what? tail end may have hit. Oh, uh, okay. But okay. Even still, yeah, he. I could. He was. He was so aware of the situation that he like. I got to get that kid. Yeah, and just the camera shots that they did of like. You know that top-down view um, when the the initial car came in, and that quick pan to the that bottom corner yeah. where you just see basically Bruce, you know, tackling the kid, yeah, trying where he to snaps save him, to the, and yeah. damn near like falling into the camera. Yeah. Um. Oh, talking about shots, uh, yeah, an amazing. Uh, the Riddler's reveal and being inside the mayor's home at the very beginning. Oh my gosh! Yeah, where you just, just see, see like the reflection uh, the in his glasses, in his frames. yeah. Yeah, that was like that, horror yeah, movie. That scared me. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, when we first saw it, I was like, <gasps> it was like a slasher film. Um, yeah, which, yeah. And, very good. Um, very good shot. The, the shot of um, when he turned, when he catches the penguin and he, his vehicle's upside down and he's walking uh, towards the car, like backlit upside by down. frames and he's upside down like a bat in the frame. And it's not super heavily, you yeah. know, it's not super heavy handed, but it's like, oh, I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, another scene with the penguin um, is when Bruce, or excuse me, Batman, yeah. is coming and beating all of his little henchmen or workers there. Um, and then you see the penguin, and he's on a couple higher stairs to kind of show, he's you know, above him. That to me, you know, yeah, at this point, like, you're coming to me yeah. unannounced, beating my men. Like, what do you want? Yeah. And the, yeah, and the penguin carries himself yeah. well there, where he's not intimidated. He's like, he's insane. You know, he's like, yeah, well, slow down there, sweetheart. Oh, wait, you here to see me? All right. Yeah, and then know, they have a meeting. Just... Yeah. But, you know, that, that that right there, oh, you know, is just and it, it's brought up again when he's talking to Falcone. Mm-hmm. Um, when he calls him out for being the rat and everything like yeah. that, he still is kind of up on that higher uh, staircase, you know. And so I don't know, like, I just I really admired that. Um, because he had crook, you know, where he was like, ah, oh, this guy's a sleazebag, yeah. you know, in those moments, he wasn't above anybody else, but like, there's just a couple snippets where he's like, it's, he didn't do the wrong thing, but he was not being evil, I suppose. The, the penguin, you mean? Um, and that just kind of puts him. Yeah. yeah. And he's just kind of up on the higher stairs. <laughs> yeah. And then if we're going to pivot here, talking about visuals, <laughs> Robert Pattinson's fricking jawline. <laughs> Oh, like, I God. think they did a very smart, they had a smart decision. That cowl, compared to, I was looking at, like, um, the Christian Bale costume and stuff like that, um, shows a ton of his face, actually. The Christian Bale costume is pretty restrictive and just shows, like, some of the cheeks and then the mouth, right? Whereas this is, like, yeah. damn near the whole lower half of his face is out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, one, allows him to um, act a little more. He's not having to fight through the costume as much but then he does a great yeah. job of acting 
Um, like he has piercing eyes in, in that costume between yeah. the fact that they give him the black eye shadow so that all you see is just whites of his eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's able to express a lot, but uh, he's like super oppressive when he's in a scene in that. You're like, fuck, that is intimidating. Yeah. Like when he finally yeah, does absolutely. step out of the shadows uh, on that subway platform and, you know, just his footsteps, you know, the bonk, bonk, bonk. And you see him come out of the shadows and you're like, yeah, I'd be shit pants. Yeah. I'm done. You start praying. Yeah. <laughs> I just meal. Um, but an- another really good shot I liked was when he gets his uh, not hang gliding, but that yeah, that squirrel yeah, suit, his, basically uh, wingsuit. Yeah, um, and just the different camera shots. The one where you know when he first jumps off and he starts screaming, you see him kind of panic yeah. for a second. Um, but then you you're inside the apartment and you just see him whiz <laughs> by super yeah. quick, and it's just like yeah, I mean he is free falling. Yeah down this thing and it is so intense um but it's like one of the first like suit specialties that you see within you know uh his character yeah, that's probably he's like still the new, most... you know? he doesn't have a whole lot of gear yeah um so let me actually like hold that thought because i have a whole section about gear. um okay but random details that i noticed were like i didn't these are just things i liked as far as like attention to detail or just immersion um in the investigation when they're in the mayor's beginning um you hear there's like not much background music at all you actually hear their shoes squeaking because it's been raining outside yeah Um, yeah you know which is just a little thing where you're like yeah yeah they would be you know um and it's the kind of thing that you wouldn't necessarily notice if they didn't do it but the fact that they did do it adds to it you know right Um, right the fact that he wears sunglasses inside uh, during the day because he even talks about you know he's just been working nights basically for two years and so he's nocturnal. Like the sun hurts his eyes because he never yeah. sees it. Um, yeah, <laughs> he just wears normal ass like army boots, like with laces. Yeah, yeah. He just has like basically like what are they shin pads? Yeah, yeah I mean like the armor, guards, the armor yeah, is obviously pretty advanced because it stops like small caliber weapons. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean it doesn't look super fancy. It looks functional, like it's right. Yeah. Um, the fact that he is afraid of heights, like you, t- the wingsuit, um, you know, when he gets ready to jump off, he like hesitates and is like, and that's the first time you see him actually be afraid of something. Yeah. And I think it's because that's the first time that he's like directly faced with like, fuck, I could die if this goes bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. If I, if I don't <laughs> this doesn't do work, this right, yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that he flubs the landing. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, but it, it worked. Yeah. yeah, like as as sh- bad as that hurt, I imagine like he kind of got up and looked back at that and was like, "I just fucking did yeah, that." Like dude, all in all, nailed it. Yeah, crashed his little parachute, mm-hmm. crashed into the back. Well, of yeah, the he, well, it hits the, yeah, bridge. his parachute hits the bridge. Yeah, and slams him down into the truck. And he slams up into the light. Yeah, the light, and then the truck, and then he flops yeah. off. Uh, and the fact that he's not a perfect fighter, like you see him when he's fighting. He takes quite a few hits. Um, and yeah. today, I think I saw in the uh, finale when he's fighting all the- I think he misses a punch. Really? Yeah, like he, you know, he swings and doesn't connect. 
And I don't know if that's intentional or if that was just in the query. You know, it's not that noticeable. Um, right. And obviously he does not know how to dodge gunfire very well. No, he's, just, no, he's really he reliant on the armor. Half the time. I, yeah, I was going to say, hell, half the time he just takes it yeah. instead of trying to dodge yeah, it. He's really reliant on that armor. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, this is now kind of jumping into tech yeah. and yeah, gear. Yeah. Um, that instead of having just these frames that come down from the mask, mm -hmm. they're contacts. Yes, so that's actually one that I hadn't seen in the movies before. And I hadn't seen it too much in comics either, but I actually was catching up on that I hadn't read. Um, and I reread The Court of Owls. And he actually uses mm -hmm. those contacts vowels and um, it has he has the, the facial recognition um, in the comic. Mm -hmm. Where like he's able to scan people and know who they are. Um, and it makes sense in the yeah. comic. They yeah. use it to like introduce. But um, yes, that was really cool to see. Oh, that's exactly where they got. Right. And it is such a really good idea. And like a tech that seems feasible but is just high tech enough that you're like man this guy's advanced you know i also like when uh selena is wearing the contacts for him trying to like scope out information mm -hmm. and you see him setting up yeah like a bunch so of it like, shows radio receivers and stuff to try and get right but i i feel like it also shows like okay it's not just something that does everything by itself and bruce doesn't right. have to do he, anything he has to know for, how say, to it's a click of a button yeah, he's got to know what he's doing. Yeah. So that, it was like that detail there of just seeing him kind of click everything, um, you know, and get get it working. Mm -hmm. Just shows like, okay, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, talking about gadgets. Uh, obviously, we talked about his armor. He's got taser gauntlets. When he grabs that guy by oh, the neck, yeah. and he's shocking the fuck out of him. Yeah. Um, obviously, that was that was hardcore. <laughs> like. Damn, he just shocked the hell out of that man's neck. Um, and you saw smoke coming off yeah. from his neck, like yeah, where it was burning him. him. Yeah. Um, he's got a battering prototype, sort of. He uses it more. Um, as like, yeah, well, yeah, like piece. a multi-tool. Yeah. And then a really niche, like this is classic Batman, in that it's like, and that's very specific, is the fact that he's got emergency adrenaline in his belt and then a flap in his suit where to stick it. Right. Yes. Um, Which I personally I loved yeah. because it is kind of like a reminder that like he's, a he's only a dude, yeah. you know, <laughs> he's he, he's yeah, he's nothing crazy. Yeah. So like, yeah, if he gets shot with that double barrel, <laughs> he's, he's going to need some yeah. adrenaline or something. Yeah, he's yeah, he's going to need some broke several ribs and probably has internal bleeding. Um, He's got his grapple hook. uh, Which he uses quite a bit and he uses it as as a weapon, which is really cool. Um, like, yeah, I mean, he straight up maims people like they're taking yeah. it right through the leg. But um, and then we see him use a bomb. He's got one timer bomb um, that he uses in the final fight. But it, I feel like I feel like it wasn't. It, I almost want to say like it wasn't a huge bomb. It no, was just it was enough, enough to, to get that. Like, you could see him using it to break. Yeah, smoke. you could see him using it to like breach a room. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a bomb meant to harm, and not like a safe either. I mean, just just a door that's like got a dead yeah. Um And then some of the stuff that's missing that like we could see him eventually is like obviously he doesn't have a plane. He has no bat wing. 
Um, yeah. So like he's got to hoof it. He's riding his motorcycle. Or if God forbid he's then, using the gliding, you know, the wingsuit. Um, yeah. Which again, he can't fly with his cape, which typically Batman has like a glider ability built into his cape. Um, he doesn't have gas pellets, which I, surprises me because that's very Batman. Like he uses the smoke screen sort of, but he doesn't have like knockout gas pellets. Um, in the comics a lot and he doesn't have any. Um, well, I was going to say as well, like with this one, he kind of, it clicks where he's like, Oh, I could use this on that yeah, and make a smoke. Which, so I can get yeah, away, which might inspire him to have those on hand. Yeah. Which I, yeah, which would be very cool and make Cause sense it's him learning how to do the forward. Job. Right. Um, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with the fact that his cape can't fly. Mm-hmm. I like how they just kept it a cape. Yeah. Because it's like, well, how the fuck does it, unless it's got hooks on it somewhere, you know, where he can hook his boots to it, how the fuck does it not, like, flap around? Um, So, you know, that, that, you know, I love that aspect of it. And then, you know, yeah, something else he didn't have was the uh, speed, like, God, I'm going to say knives or shivs on the end of his arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from, like, the Nolan. But in a lot of the fighting, yeah, but from a lot of the fighting, you see him put his arm up. Or, like, he'll, like, punch a guy, and then there'll be a guy beside him, and he kind of has to turn yeah, and like chop to do that. So I could see where he gets the idea of, you know, okay, I need to add something there, so if I got to back, yeah. backhand somebody, essentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got something with some there. Blades. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny that he's, like, he's using a flashlight. <laughs> like, that's such a Oh, he's using a, a flashlight. What? Yeah, like it's such a mundane. Like it's just a bat. It's the Batman with just a a mag light. You know, I I like. I do. I for there wasn't a whole lot of comedic relief there, which I didn't mind. (laughs) There was a couple like very very small tidbits which I thought was funny, and I was like, okay, that's fitting. Um, like the scene where they're leaving the penguin. Yeah, and and he's still tied up. He's hopping. Yeah, and he's still tied up, and he's hopping, and he's you know cursing at him, and he's just the pain. Or when he asked, he um, tells Selena, "You got a lot." Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and just some of the other quotes that you know, mainly it was, it was from the Penguin, which I felt like was fitting, yeah, just because he's like, like okay, a very you know, a, a Boston, yeah, very Boston, New York, yeah. Uh, yeah, just vaguely New England mobster. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and um. But other than that, yeah, it was very grim, which, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed. I was like, that's, yeah, it's not real. yeah that's the real world. Um, no, none of it felt corny. No, it all was like super, uh, the world itself was structured Organic. well enough that you bought everything for the most part. That was, it. yeah, nothing felt yeah. like really. Uh, another thing that they slid in there, which personally I was like, you know, <laughs> fuck yeah, throw it in there. Um, was when Selena's like telling Batman, you know, all these white privileged mm-hmm. rich fucks. Yeah. I was like, that's such a real, like, you know, yeah, that's such a real world thing. Yeah. Like, yes, like throw that in there. If you're trying to keep it real, yeah. you're doing the right, you're going the right path. Yeah. Cause it wasn't super heavy handed. It wasn't preachy. And it wasn't like, I mean, I'm sure it will still get, you know, a certain crowd fired up about SJW bullshit, but it wasn't, it wasn't preachy. It was just her going, you know, these are a bunch of, you know, like you said, white privileged fucks who are, you know, they're all rich, wealthy people who have always been wealthy. Um, and, you know, they they don't give a shit about anybody else if they're not rich and white. Um, 
And, you know, again, that's a, unfortunately Bruce Wayne fits that category a bit. And so it's a little eye opening for him. Like they both come from very different. Worlds. And so he's like, it's kind of, Oh man, it's a wake up call for him. Yeah. And I, I, I did catch on watching it today again, when she's saying right after that scene, she mentions the Wayne mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, he, he gets, gets a little defensive yeah, like, about it. He's like, what yeah. do you mean the Wayne's? She's like, come on, dude. And then, yeah, she's like, come on. And then I think she kind of segued it quickly yeah. into having, like, do you live under a rock? Have you been seeing the news? Yeah. And I, so that's the other thing is I really like that. They kind of drug the Wayne's mud. Um, not in like a super na- They weren't like horrible people but that they were just people, you know, they weren't any different. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not on this different yeah, level they're not holier of than humanity. Now. They're yeah. They're just people. Um, and that's kind of a, a, people a make theme mistakes. going. Yeah, exactly. That's a th- people doing the best they can, you know, um, you figure Alfred yeah. actually has that line to him where I could train you to fight or whatever, but I, you needed a father. I don't be that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think about like potential futures for the for the show for for the franchise? Yeah, uh, you know stuff like that. I I definitely want more. Yeah. Like if <laughs> I heard news like uh, they're working on a, a you know the Batman two, mm-hmm. I would be pumped. Yeah. Even if they're like it's not going to be till like four years from now, I'd still be like fuck yeah, yes, good. Like, take your time. Keep me posted. Yeah. Keep me updated. I'll be yeah. there in four years. Um, because I mean you've got stuff like the power vacuum yeah. that's left. With Falcone being dead, um, you know, that mm-hmm. obviously the Penguin's going to try and make moves, but there's a vacuum there. Other people are going to try and move in, and you could see a, a, right. a crime war, you know, between the mobs and the gangs and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the big, like, big, big, big is that the Joker was very obviously introduced um, at the end, um, which I have mixed feelings about. Which I, I was going to say personally, um i'm pretty open for Mm it i know um you know originally with uh heath ledger i mean yes i loved heath ledger as joker you know uh, who doesn't um but it's kind of a different timeline and even with uh you know the joker that just came out with um, uh oh goodness uh yeah joaquin phoenix um that was you know it was a different joker you know it's just not the same so i i don't really compare him or look at him like Oh, you know, this Joker was better than this one because they're just two very different characters. And I feel like they have this opportunity again. Um, and if they can knock this one out of the park and make them different from both of them, maybe like on this one, they focus more on his insanity, you know, because obviously this guy doesn't have a level head. So if they focus a little more on that aspect of it, I think I would, I would buy it. I'd be very open to it. Um, but I know. I want to see more of like the mobsters. I enjoyed how I enjoy the detective side of it and like how he's just trying to connect the dots to get to this, you know, chain essentially. Yeah. And so if they did, I know, um, you know, right after the movie, we talked for a little bit, you know, like a Mr. Freeze. Yeah. How you would know, they try where and it's like just... realistically do like groundedly do that? I would be interested in seeing like, right. The more science fictiony, or, you know, slightly fantastical. How would you make that realistic? Right. Which, you know, yeah, I'd be very excited for. I think the one that I really do want to see, especially in today's day and age with like CGI and stuff like that, I want to see a man bat, <laughs> you know? I um, don't see how that would I work. I do. 
but yeah, and then it, it falls back into the well. No, that's them dipping out of like the realistic yeah, aspect yeah. that they're putting it into. Um, but I just feel like it would be very interesting to see Robert Pattinson's Batman take, take on, on just a, a man-sized man. bat. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to see because just a lot of problems. So. Um, you know, when you remake movies or seeing the same characters, uh, you know, you have plenty to choose from. Yeah. Just choose something. different. So this movie did a lot of like digging into the past um, and like not necessarily liking what you find. Right. And obviously just corruption being like deeply rooted in Gotham. So that's actually, I think, a really good foundation for a court. So in the comics, the Court of Owls, this idea that like. Batman knows Gotham like the back of his hand by the time this story happens, um, where he's been Batman for quite a while. He's got his Bruce Wayne persona, you know, um, and he's just, you know, he's a very, he's, he's, he's founded. Right. Um, and then it comes up that maybe there's this group called the court of owls that are like this nursery rhyme. It sounds like they're a tale, uh, from the Gotham area that they're this weird mystery, almost like an illusion that have been pulling the strings in Gotham since like colonial times and Batman's super dismissive of it. Like, no, like if there was a court of owls, I would know about it, you know? Right. And then it turns out that it's true. Right. And he's like, Oh shit. And they're super powerful. And it really kind of puts him on the back foot. The idea, like I said, you know, he, he was so confident that he would that. Well, actually, you know, there's this whole other layer that he has no clue. Um, and I just like the idea of like a secret society that is the source of all of the, this idea of a grand plan necessarily. Um, and I think it would fit well of like him peeling back layers, thinking he's got a grasp on it all blowing open.
Okay. Uh, but one of the other things that I really wasn't a big fan of, um, it was a very dramatic scene when Catwoman and Bruce, you know, Catwoman was trying to get Bruce like, come on, you know, let's leave. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's something here. Let's do something. You know, let's get out of here. Yeah. And, you know, then, you know, they see the bat signal and she's kind of like, oh, I forgot you're already spoken for. You know, you don't make your own yeah. decisions. Yeah. Um, and then it's like they're playing motorcycle tag when they're yeah, leaving. Like, yeah, like, oh, I saw it. Uh, I kind of made me think of like when birds uh, are doing like, you know, they, they fly together to like port each other, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it yeah. was a little heavy handed. I was, yeah, it's just something that I felt like was that dramatic. Um, yeah. It was just kind of like a, this sounds, you know, this looks like something you'd see in like a uh, a love story or something. I feel like, but I do think there was a bit of a love story built into it. For sure, but I felt like it just took a a, he- a heavier deep into it out of the blue. Yeah, they could have honestly spent more time on the relationship. When they're kissing that you're like, I mean, do they are they at that part? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I had a little bit I, I wished I had more like basically the physical cost of being Batman, where like, you know, this man's getting beat up and shot a lot. Um and yeah. like you never you don't get like the daredevil where like he's having to get stitched up all the time and he's like having to take a day off work because he got his fucking like, ass kicked. Um, yeah, absolutely. You see a little, even, like, again, just yeah, like the just tiniest barely. bit when he has a shirt off on his back. Yeah, but it's like, scars. it doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. look too bad. But he's only been doing it for two years. So I guess that's, I, you know. But also, he, like, like you know, talking about before, he wipes out the landing in the wingsuit and just kind of limps away, and then it's never brought up again. Yeah, yeah, but that's like, very true. That, that very well should have put him down for a day, and he could have struggled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Alfred having to tell him like, dude, you need to fucking sit down. Like you're rough. Um, yeah. And then the fact that like, there's times where, like you said, he just tanks the bullet. And then like he, uh, in the scene when they introduce the Batman gets shot, um, unexpectedly. Right. And he's like on his back for a while laying down and it yeah. doesn't, it wasn't like they shot him with the double barrel to the chest. Right. Which makes sense. So it felt like, it had, like an was, Uzi or something. Yeah, it felt like he was bulletproof until he wasn't, right? Right, yeah. So yeah I wanted yeah. a little bit more consistency there. Um, the final act is a little bit weird, where it's almost like four acts, you know, because there's like the, the scene where they're capturing Falcon, and you're like, okay, this feels like a conclusion, but then it's also only leading towards the, the finale. Um, so it almost has two finales, which yeah. you know, was a weird pacing thing. Um and then just a weird, like, it's not a major issue at all, but just a weird, like, it's supposed to be a real world. So why wasn't there, like, FBI involvement when several high-ranking a serial killer? Yeah. You know, why is it just Gotham PD? Um, but again, yeah. you know. Especially since, like, towards the end, yeah, they did get, like, the National Guard out there to come pick yeah. them up. And yeah, I mean, there was a bomb. In, like, right, yeah, several, like, you know, seven to be yeah, exact. Seven bombs went off, yeah. But uh, um, no, overall, I really enjoyed it. It was just yeah, you know, that's nitpicking. Really. If I had to, I had to dig through a three-hour movie to here's the problems I see because no film's the perfect, you know. Right, right. 
but um, yeah, you know, for overall, like yeah, like you were saying, nitpicking, but like I'm not like basically saying the same thing you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a very good film. Uh, I think obviously by the name of the podcast, we've got the ranking of a film being overwhelming, which is it's good. Uh, simply whelming, where it's just fine or boring, <laughs> which I okay. argue is like the worst thing that it could be. Uh, and then underwhelming is obviously it's a bad movie or a bad game or a bad show, whatever. Um, I would say this was overwhelmingly good. It was overwhelming. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, definitely overwhelming. Um, wasn't a big DC fan going into this. I remember you were excited about it and you were talking to me jacked. about it. And I saw, yeah, yeah you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck. No, <laughs> I, was watching, um, I was watching that trailer every day. Yeah. Uh, but so going into it, I was like, oh, this looks really, really good. Um, especially since seeing the, the Joker. So I was kind of going and maybe yeah. it's something different like this and then seeing it, it blew my expectations out of the water for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be the end of the spoilers. Um, do you have any, uh, any outside thoughts? Um, you know, what are you thinking about this week? Um, I've really been, you know, and I will be ranting about this until it comes out and then you won't hear from me for about, I'd say two months. And then I'm either going to come back and, you know, talk about how great it is, or I'm just never going to bring it <laughs> uh, the day before it comes out June oh, 21st yeah. this year. And I'm in love with uh zombie uh, survival games. That's what you've been and Daisy, the day before. Yeah, I just uh, nonstop. Like every day I wake up. That's the first thing I think about the day before. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it comes out June 21st. Um, it's, a you know, basically, uh, a reamped Daisy. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for it. It's just got a lot of hype. Um, so yeah, that's literally all I think about. Yeah. Well, good. But I mean, with each trailer to, to wake you up in the morning. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a morning <laughs> alarm. Out of bed. That wakes up and says, "Yeah, you're this you know x amount of days closer to the day before," and that's what gets <laughs> like a me wedding or day. a vacation. You just got a t- countdown on your on your home screen. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, yeah, I've been really playing... going through. Yeah, yeah, you talked. It's my turn. It's about me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Enough from you. Um, but no, I've been playing a game that I'm like late to the party. It's called The Outer Worlds, and it's from the same people that made Fallout New Vegas, um, Obsidian mm-hmm. Gaming, and it's like a weird funny tongue-in-cheek like space rpg and it is super fun feels a lot like new vegas in the best way of just the the story everybody being interesting um the rpg elements are good uh they've obviously had a lot of time between games to improve on like the gunplay because the gunplay in fallout new vegas isn't great and this feels a lot more like a modern shooter um but i'm loving it i'm taking my time i'm doing all the side content um and apparently they announced a sequel back at the game awards so i am super jazz for that but uh yeah that's what i've been thinking about for sure i know yeah i've heard you talk a little bit about it um but yeah i i haven't heard anything bad about outer worlds per se yeah but uh, i think that's i think that's all we got right you feel good yeah yeah and we were talking about uh releasing once every wednesday yeah that's our hope is that we can make it a wednesday a wednesday podcast um obviously we hope this one does well and that everybody likes it. Um, we'll take any criticisms you give. We're very new to this. We just thought, you know, yep. we enjoy listening to each other. 
everybody else should get the pleasure, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think just when I'm out here smacking my lips around, it's just music yeah, to right. everybody's ears. Yeah. yeah, what a what a gift we are, right? Right, right. Um, and, oh, as well it'll as be like, good it, for my marriage. My wife won't have to listen to it. Yeah, right, right. Um, I was going to say, as well as like any suggestions, if there's anything you want covered, yeah. definitely just let us know. Yeah, we've got a list of like, you know, topics that we've thought up. But obviously, there's a you know a whole bunch of people that might have better ideas than we do. So. Yeah, even if it's like I, I I'd be I'm gonna be excited for stuff like I haven't seen. You know, like if we do to, like decide to go over like some Star Wars in the future, anything like that, yeah. I'm excited to see new material and just get like such a raw. Yeah, like this man has not seen any of the Lord. So no, yeah, there's uh, like large, the major like pop culture things that he just doesn't have a feel for. That would be incredible to get like a 20 year old touch on where you're like, yeah. <laughs> this is 20 years later. And he's like, you know, I got to tell you, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings is actually great. Yeah, a little late, a little late. But... All hey, right. So this yeah. has been Simply Whelmed. Uh, thank Thanks you for, for listening. listening. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>